0: Welcome to Glass Talk, Canada's podcast for the architectural glass industry. Now, here's your host, Patrick Flannery. All right, everybody, welcome to Glass Talk. It's Pat Flannery coming at you, and uh, today I've got something uh, pretty neat going on. I've got uh, Suhel Kachwala with us. Uh, he is the managing director of uh, FG Glass in Mumbai, India and uh we are doing this uh over the miracle of the internet uh, all the way from uh london ontario to uh to mumbai and uh so hels agreed to uh to come on today and uh, and talk a little bit about uh, about the indian glass industry and and as i just found out he gets to uh uh north america quite a bit so uh we we should have some interesting uh, uh, possibility to do do some maybe some contrast and comparison with with some different things uh, and how things are different and how things are unique uh, to us anyways in India and 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 maybe uh, uh, get, gain some insights there. So, Suhel, thanks so much for uh, for joining me today.
1: Well, thank you, thank you, Patrick, for the uh, kind introduction, and it's a pleasure being on this uh, podcast with you and uh, a very good morning to you and um, it, it is evening for me and uh, quite uh, excited to start uh, the first day of the week actually we happened to have a labor day holiday yesterday it was a nice and sweet uh, long weekend that we had and um,
0: um, we have just gotten started beautiful beautiful yeah we uh, uh, i i had the day off yesterday too as it turns out but that was just a that was just an internal company thing so uh uh i was uh I was all by I was all by myself, everyone else had to work, which i didn't 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 bother me in the slightest, so
1: Fantastic. one wow. of those days right <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: so we're both relaxed, we're both relaxed and rested and uh and ready to go here uh yeah, it is it is uh it's uh well it's about a quarter to seven in the morning, my time, and it's uh just after four or around four uh Sahel's time so uh that's that's one of the neat uh neat things about doing this this way. Um, so let's start off uh so tell tell us a bit um about yourself and uh, and 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 your background in the glass industry how to, how to, how did you get into this and uh and what uh what have you what what are you up to these days
1: Right um uh, first of all uh, uh, I'd like to say this and I say this uh, with a lot of conviction and a lot of uh, uh, a broad moment that uh, uh, our company was uh, formed in 1976 I'm second generation into this uh, business of ours, and I proudly say to all my clients, all my partners, well, when I say to you as well and the audience that um, I'm as old as the year of my company. 1976 was the year that both of us were born, <laughs> and, and I tell you what, and I tell you what, uh, Patrick, uh, it happens to my, be my birthday three days from today, on 5th May. So <laughs> that's that's double uh, um And uh, uh, as a matter of fact, it will be two decades in July of this year that I would have been in business. 2003, when I came back to India after uh, completing my short stint of four years in the United States, I decided to get back into family business and we set up this glass processing division. Uh, Now, let me tell you, in India, we call it glass processing. India, Middle East, Southeast Asia, and South Asia, we call it glass processing. And from what I understand, in north american market they call it glass fabrication correct so it's kind of so these words they, they kind of they mean the same mm-hmm. so we set up this glass processing glass fabrication division in uh, uh well we set the uh, the whole foundation in 2003 and 2004 and we were up and operational um uh, december to be uh, specific and in, in by jan prep 2005 we had this whole facility uh, running for us. That was the first phase of glass processing with, that we had. Um, and, and, and at that time, there were barely a handful of glass processors in the country. They were, I don't think there were more than 8 to 10 countries pan uh, India. Today, Patrick, as we talk, there are more than, if I'm not wrong, uh, 300 plus, 350 plus to the north of uh, so mm-hmm. many glass processing companies in India. Um, I'm proud to say again that MG Glass is one of the premium glass processing companies and I'm sure the industry would recognize that. So so that's where it is. It's been almost 20 years that I've been in business. The family, um, uh, my dad and my uncle, they are still very much in business. They have their own uh, trading firms. Um, They do a lot of uh, uh, imports of glass. They do a lot of trading of glass that is purchased locally and um, uh, their business goes on as usual. But at the same time, we are um, uh, happily uh, uh, running the show. Um, we as in uh, we have a whole second generation lined up. I have, I've got like two cousins with me in the business um, that, are, that are with me that get into the glass processing world. So our focus is mainly on projects. We do high end residential projects. We do high end uh, commercial projects, building facades. Our forte is the facades. We yeah. generally shy away from interior jobs uh, yeah. unless uh, it's a project by its own. So we do not do a lot of retail because that's not what our strength is. Our strength is doing like monumental projects. Right. Uh, that's what we do.
0: Your father and your uncle started the business in 76? That's correct.
1: They started right. the glass. Trading company, yeah. um, and they, they they started trading the uh, uh, glass, raw glass, anil glass, and they started uh, they they work a lot with the Indian glass processing companies. Uh, I'm sorry, the, the Indian glass manufacturing companies. Right. They work with the Indian glass manufacturing companies, and then they um, they also import a lot of glass, uh, something that is not found in the Indian marketplace, so that they. And then they distributed amongst uh, other glass dealers glass distributors um yeah that's
0: so that's, in, that, that's interesting so so were they able to get the glass they were able to get at least some of the glass they needed from indian float plants back in back in 76 they, they there was there was uh, how how much raw how much raw glass processing is going on in india
1: oh so that's a very good question uh uh i think the first Float Glass Manufacturing Company, as a matter of fact, started in 1992 by the name of Gujarat Guardian, collaboration with an American company, Guardian. The Guardian, course, yeah. The Guardian, which now is bought by the Coke group. So Coke owns the Guardian, but okay. that was the first glass company, the Float Glass Manufacturing Company. Hmm. And cool. after that, in 1993, AIS, Asahi, India, uh, start. it's called AIS, Asai India Solutions. That's the company that came up. Uh, in fact, their float company is just a stone's throw a distance away from a glass uh, processing uh, division. So these were the two companies that were set up back to back. And 1999, Sanghavan the, the French company set up in India. And today, as we talk, they're the largest uh, float glass manufacturing company in India.
0: There you go. So, that's, that's interesting.
1: So, yeah. That's right. And, and, and so prior to that, lot imported, mm-hmm. a lot of float glass was imported. Patrick. A lot of float glass was important. India was still a sheet glass manufacturing uh, country, and uh, a lot of sheet glass was being used. So to answer your question, a lot of sheet glass was being uh, produced. But having said that, there was a huge market for float glass, and with no manufacturing uh, uh, in the country... Uh, at that time, people need to get; they they had to outsource glass from elsewhere. But today, as we talk, I think most of the float glass is manufactured in India and consumed within the country. There you I'm go. Clear glass, yes.
0: Yeah, and and so they would have had to uh, uh, back in the back in the day, they would have had to import from where? Would a lot of it have come from Europe?
1: That's right. Majority of the glass came from Europe at that time. A lot of glass came from uh, some Southeast Asian countries. Mm-hmm. Some glass even came from the United States. But yes, Europe was the primary source of imports at that time.
0: Okay, and t- but today, the 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 Indian float glass producers can can pretty much handle the Indian market, right? You guys are you you guys can get domestic supply when you need it.
1: Yes, we can get domestic supply, and it is getting better by the day. And as I said, then Gobain being the uh, largest cloth class manufacturing company, they're just expanding. I mean, they are... Uh, it's one of the largest French investments in the country. I and bet. They, have a, they have a huge setup a, uh, in Sri perambudur which is near Chennai. Uh, they they have a, a setup in Gujarat, um, and then they have some facilities up north. So, they're, they're really growing, and... Um, Garden has also expanded quite a bit uh, uh, in the recent times. So, um, hmm. and, and I tell you, India has a lot of scope. There's another company, by the way, as we talk, uh, Gold Plus. Gold Plus is, a, is, is growing really uh, uh, fast these days. Um, this was um, a processing company that uh, converted into a, a glass, float glass manufacturing company. And uh, it's an indigenous company. And they're doing pretty well. So there's uh, Gold Plus, and then there is also uh, a company called Shishijam, which bought over HNG in recent times. So now it's called Shishijam. So these are like five float glass manufacturing companies that I talk about: Sangobe, Guardian, Gujarat Guardian, that is, yeah. um, AIS, Gold Plus,
0: and Shishi Jam well i'm uh, i'm 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 jealous we uh we haven't had float glass production in uh canada in uh for about 10 years or maybe maybe more like 12 years now um and uh you know we have to import everything and uh, well we're 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 possibly going to touch on it later but uh that that recently uh, uh raised its ugly head as a as a problem obviously in covid and uh and uh it's 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 something that uh, would would be nice to have uh, I mean, you know, we're also I mean, all of our glass fabrication is so close to the U.S. It doesn't it doesn't matter that much. And then, of course, there's there's a tremendous amount of cross border. There's there's really it's fairly seamless. But uh, but uh, it, we always we always think, geez, you know, just be kind of a point of pride to have at least one manufacturer here where uh, where you can get some primary supply. Have that have the have the India are the Indian companies. Uh, I'm sure this I'm sure they are. Uh, uh, like you can get everything you need as far as coatings, as far as sizes. Like do you do you, do you have to go outside the 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 country if somebody asks for jumbo? Because I mean that's what happens here. Is is if somebody wants something you know very special, very large. Uh, a lot of times, actually, it's even to Germany uh, to get it from Sealy or somebody um, uh, over there. Do you do you, are you able to get pretty much uh, everything your architects can think of?
1: That's a very good question again, uh, Patrick. Um, so if you had asked me this question maybe a decade ago, probably my viewpoint would have been different. Yeah. Um, but uh, today, all these manufacturing companies have advanced coating facilities. Yeah. Um, Saint-Gobain and Guardian, and even uh, Asai, to the matter of fact, they, they've really come up with nice coatings, um, and uh, which, is, which is acceptable by most of the architects in the marketplace. Uh, customers are happy, and um, uh, and most importantly, there's availability of material. Mm. So, very few instances here and there during COVID, where the entire world had to uh, 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 struggle in its own way, um, these manufacturing facilities they're really quick in turning around their production. And um, I've not seen, I've hardly seen any projects that have been turned on for want of cl- raw glass, coated glass. Uh, unless and until, uh, to be honest, there are uh, times. I mean, there would be like those one Zs and two Zs, like uh, out of many cases where a client wants to specify a glass, or, or 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 an architect wants to specify a coated glass, which has a certain aesthetic, which has a certain color, a certain flavor to the building, and none of the local manufacturers are able to uh, give that, and that is when we are compelled to buy glass overseas. Mm-hmm. And that's when we do have options of buying from other companies. Uh, but um, on the jumbo front, I don't think there is a big challenge. Because St. Gobin does have a jumbo coater. So um, most of the coated glass that is required within the country is uh, uh, available here. So jumbo coat- coating is not an issue here. So um, I think all these manufacturers do a pretty good job Uh uh, uh on that front, um, I know you touched upon Sele. Um, that's one company I really have a, a, a likelihood for because I know they've done a lot of Apple stores. In fact, um, uh, I did meet Michael Sele um, last year uh, in London, I and I also met his father at some point of time. So, um, I know they are, they are known to do a lot of jumbo glasses and things like that, but um, um there are not. That many jobs in India that require jumbos of that scale,
0: right, right. But, They're doing a lot of jobs anywhere that require jumbos. Right. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> they exactly. can, they can, they can have the world. <laughs> right,
1: but but we do, we do, we do jumbos. We do significant amount of jumbos. We have yeah. uh, a, a, a tempering uh, furnace that does fairly good amount of jumbo uh, glass, which kind of meets most of the requirements of the Indian market.
0: Well, let's let us let, move into fgs capabilities cuz i i, I want to hear i want to hear about the company and sort of get a you know a, a picture of what a, a what a big indian glass fabricator looks like um um tell tell me about tell me about your facilities what 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 are your what are your capacities there what are your what are your capabilities
1: so um um so a, a, as i mentioned to you that when we set up uh, this uh, facility in 2004 that was the first phase of our uh, uh manufacturing setup and post that, we've had almost three uh, uh, upgradations to our facilities. So what we did, Patrick, was uh, we have uh, upgraded ourselves um, uh, over and over uh, with time and put up some nice tempering facilities. So the maximum tempering that we can do is like 10 feet by 20 feet right now uh, uh, on our tempering. And we can, we can laminate and uh, we can uh, make uh, IGUs uh, or double glazed units to a tune of um, eight and a half feet by uh, 16 feet. So we considered that, that pretty uh, uh, decent size for the North American standards, of course, I'm not, I'm not getting into the Chinese capabilities here, but this, this really helps in the Indian marketplace. And I do not think there are a lot of companies in India that do even that kind of uh, 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 size when it comes to uh, glass fabrication. Um, again, having said that, uh, you talked about uh, production capacities. We're, uh, so, do you want me to talk in square meters or square feet? I, I think you're Canadian, so you understand square
0: feet. Yeah, square yeah. Well, well, well. We 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 do both in 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 Canada. But you know what? Most people, when they're thinking of plant dimensions, uh, are still in feet. So so got do, it. do so, feet. Yeah. Got it.
1: So the the our our facility that we have at this moment, we have a hundred thousand square feet uh, facility, which is to the tune of 10,000 square meters constructed facility. Um, And um, uh, we well in the factory at at, uh, any given point of time. And we run 24-7. So we have 80 people, 80 to 90 people working at any given point of time. So we have like to the tune of 270 people working in the factory. Our whole group strength Patrick is around, uh, uh, it touches almost 400 people with the office staff and the sales uh, uh, staff, and uh, so we're to the tune of 400 people uh, in totality. And um, we kind of produce almost 20,000 square meters, which is close to 200,000 square feet of IGUs per month. And we do almost, I would say, 150,000 square feet of laminated glass per month. And um, we would be probably doing, if I'm, uh, if I have got my numbers correct, um. Uh, Six hundred thousand square feet of tempered glass per month. If you base this on six millimeter thickness, okay. So that that can kind of give you an idea of what capacity we have.
0: Yeah, really pushing it through. Um, automated IG line. So help?
1: so well. When we talk about automated, we have an we have an automated robotic ceiling. We have mm-hmm. an automated uh, um, uh, spacer line. And then just the pressing is uh, done manually, but mo- most of it is just automated. Yeah. So the robotic sealing, um, the spacer bending is automatic, right? Butyl fitting is automatic. And okay. then of course we have, um, um, uh, that's for the IGU and lamination, of course, it's a completely automatic setup.
0: Right, and, that's, and, uh, yeah, sorry, yeah. go ahead.
1: And on the tempering side of it, uh, we also do curve bending, so that could be of interest. Not yeah, only we do tempering, we do curve bending as well, and there's a lot of demand for curve bending locally and overseas.
0: Great, great, and um, so uh, okay, so we're talking about uh, yeah, the eight eight by sixteen uh, capabilities there, and at, at least as sort of as usual, and then uh, and and then. Um, yeah. And then, and then you've got some bending capabilities as well. So that's, that's interesting. And that's, that's interesting that you're running three shifts. You're, you're, you're going um, 24 was, seven. Was that just uh, a way to, a way to keep up without having to add on or, uh, or is that a common thing in, in, in Indian glass fabrication?
1: Uh, so that's correct. So we've been 24 seven by the grace of God for the last, I think if I'm not wrong, the last seven years. And it's just, now, there is a, an urge to set up an, a, an extra facility. So we're, we're still in the talks, whether we put up a, a, an additional tempering furnace uh, in, a, in the nearby facility or just put up a new uh, 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 factory altogether. But yeah, it, it could be the pressing need of the art uh, with Indian construction industry doing well. In the Indian economy as a whole, if you must be uh, aware with the situation, is doing really good. Yeah, the country is doing pretty well in all sectors, so um, there could be a pressing need to uh, put up another facility soon.
0: Did you uh, did you build your own plant or uh, or did you use an existing uh, facility that you bought?
1: No, so Patrick, We not only built our own plant, we also um, were completely involved in setting up the whole facility. So I I, I would be uh, uh, I have a lot of pride in saying that. Uh, our entire management that comes, and, and we're a family-run business, um, yeah. uh, and our entire management, um, uh, we kind of understand the subject pretty well. We're all engineers, by the way. Uh, my cousins, uh, my brother, uh, and I, we're all engineers, so we, we we kind of curate our equipments. We actually handpick our equipments that we use for this facility. And for any facility that we build, we we kind of do not follow the industry does i mean i with due respect to what people are getting we try to understand what's available in the market and we choose our own equipments we we uh, kind of have our own process layouts um, and we kind of tweak here and there as when needed so um compared to what i understand from uh from the industry a lot of people use outside agencies to uh, set the manufacturing facilities but that's something we've done this ourselves so you know uh, we've kind of had the first-hand experience in um, constructing the factory, um, having the layout ready and uh, placing the equipments as and when required. So,
0: yeah, that's that's got to be tremendous having having uh, engineers at the top uh, when you're trying to set up a manufacturing facility. Because I've 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 I've, I've seen the other side when uh, when it's uh, well the accountants and the lawyers uh, running things. And, uh, and, and, and things can, uh, things can become very difficult technically, uh, if you, if you aren't making the decisions that, you know, really align with, with what the company wants to do, uh, uh at least technically. So that's a, that's, that's, that's a nice, um, that's a nice feature you guys have there as a family run business with all, with all the engineers. That's, that's interesting that, uh, right. it, must, it must, although, although it's not like, it's not like, I'm sure you guys don't get into your own arguments, over what? <laughs> over, no, no. over what people want?
1: <laughs> right. So it's quite interesting. I um, um I uh, my my kids. Uh, I, I have two kids, my daughter and son. Yeah. I, I teach them. All, they're like, Papa, do you ever use your engineering skills uh, yeah. to the best of your uh, uh, knowledge? I'm like, I'm running a, a, a factory setup full of equipments and machines, and I'm a production engineer. So um, that is something. Uh, you know, I, I feel. I feel at ease that, okay, it is some kind of knowledge I have that I can actually boast uh, to my company uh, employees and even to the industry that, you know, I have some kind of knowledge there that I can use in some direction. Because it it really helps. And as you know, uh, Patrick, uh, education does not go uh, in drain. I mean, you never know at what point of your life or career you use your skills. And having...
0: it's yeah, just so helpful to be able to look at. It's just so helpful to be able to look at what's going on and 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 more or less immediately understand it, right? I mean, I mean, it's not a matter where you're, you know, uh, somebody says, "Well, I I I can't do this because you know," and they throw some blueprint down and the machine won't fit there, and 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 you know, you, you at least get the problem, right? Whereas that, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a that that's a that's that's a nice deal to have. So from uh from sorry, how many tempering furnaces do you have? Yeah, um, uh, we have two tempering furnaces. You have two right now. Okay, great. So from there, um, you serve what area? Do you go all over India, and then I, I and and then and then I. It sounds like you you go outside a bit too.
1: Right, that's correct. Um, we our primary focus within the country is Western India and Southern India. So I would say uh, most of the production that happens within the country happens in Western India and uh, a few uh, uh, specialized projects in Southern India and some really sophisticated projects we do even in North India. So I would say 65 to 70% of our business is within the country, but Say around thirty to thirty-five percent is exports for us, and that's oh. really a um, matter of pride, uh, putting the footprint of FG class worldwide. And we have close to um, thirty-five countries that we work in.
0: Wow! Like okay, so so where what would your uh, what would your say biggest two or three uh, outside countries be that you would go to? Right.
1: Right. So so. So Patrick, we started off with um, Africa. Uh, uh, East Africa is what, which we touched upon in the initial years of our uh, export market. Uh, and then gradually we, we moved on to uh, neighboring countries, few places in Southeast Asia. And now our concentration is in the North American market. So we work in the North American market. And um, it is challenging. It's not easy. Um, I do invite competition to come there, of course. But I know for a fact that it's not that easy. But it's quite interesting. I tell you, it's quite interesting uh, to work in the North American market as well. Um, So right now, as we talk, um, these are the uh, uh, few areas that we are quite keen uh, uh, on expanding the North American market. And um, uh, there are a few other countries that we are trying to explore in Southeast Asia that we want to work in.
0: I, I want to get I want to get to North America in a minute, but first I've got it, and this is something, I, I I bet I bet there isn't a glass fabricator in Canada that could answer this question. What is it like delivering a glass order to Africa? What 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 is it like there? What uh, how, how, how does how does it work? Uh, uh, how how is it how is it different? Um, so so you know this
1: is uh, I mean I could talk. Talk on this topic for hours, but I tell you, it is this so much experience that I have had working in the African market. I, I remember there was a time we used to go and educate architects uh, and developers on literally a coated glass. What is soft coated glass? Uh, yeah. Literally, people could not differentiate between pyrolytic glass and uh, uh spotted coated glass, and and that's how the industry in the African world has evolved. Um, And and as you may understand, security is a big concern in Mm. the uh, uh, African marketplace. So uh, most of the facade glass that we give, um, uh, laminating those glasses is a a big requirement uh, for security reasons. So um, Mm. uh, the African market is what the architect specifies and what the client feels fits his or her budget. So between the two, there is a very thin line uh, that one has to play around with. And uh, having said that, there, there are some multinationals that try to enter that market and do uh, facade projects. And that that's when it makes it easier because there is information that is existing vis-a-vis when you try to educate your clients who are uh, beginners in, in doing what they're trying to do. So um, the African market has evolved over time. And um, but I, I'll tell you one thing, which is uh, uh, really worth uh, uh, appealing to all of us, that they are good listeners. They are here to understand. They are here to listen to what you have to say. And they want to follow what the world is doing. They, they, they're there to uh, um, educate themselves. So that is one thing I, I, I credit that market. And that market has taught us a lot of things. In fact, uh, uh, on a personal front, I was not very familiar with these security solutions in the African market till I went there. And we actually, as a company, uh, uh, tried to develop our skills, our our, our setup to fit the requirements of the African world when it comes to bulletproof glass, uh, uh, bullet resistant glass, security glass, and things like that. So uh, that was quite interesting. And um, um, I've seen that in the last 15 years, uh, working in that market, there's been a lot of scope, and uh, countries have really opened up because, as you, as you might be knowing, not many African countries have their own um, uh, glass manufacturing facilities. No. Yeah. They are dependent on um, uh, outsourcing their product. So, um, and that, I, I... that is exactly why I find it very interesting going there and learning with people, educating them. And so it's been quite interesting. Hope that answers your question, Patrick.
0: Where, whereas whereas when you come to north america i i imagine they know it all already oh boy <laughs> i tell you what i would bet to differ
1: somewhat on that north american market has been so interesting yeah. so interesting so i i joke around with my friends and uh, um I, I joke around with uh, a lot of colleagues um america maybe um uh, uh, and when i say america i, I include uh, yeah uh, U.S. and Canada, uh, might be a, a fantastic place to learn a lot of things, I, the know, uh, know-it-all attitude, but a lot of Americans do appreciate the fact and know that Europe has been the market leader throughout when it yes. comes to glass. And of course, now China, of course, is a big uh, uh, giant as well. And they did realize this when they came to know that even uh, jumbo glass was something that was not unheard of in the North American market, not being a lot of glass fabricators. Of course, just in recent times that the U.S. has uh, uh, mushroomed with so many new players, and even the Canadian market has grown in the the last few years. So um, when it comes to quality parameters, when it comes to um, having a good quality laboratory, having met standards, you would be surprised. Not many American companies, even till date, have been able to uh, uh, be at pace with European and South South Asian and Southeast Asian uh, facilities. So uh, I know some of my uh, 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 conversation here may not be taken in the right spirit by North American companies, but the real fact is there's a lot of room to grow there. And a lot of pe- people uh, are realizing that uh, there's a lot of um, potential in that market for people to upgrade themselves
0: yeah absolutely I, well it, you're right Sal, and I, and, and I, I i think there's a i think there's a recognition of that um and uh and you know i it it it, it it's a mystery to me well it's, it's not really a mystery i mean everything everything here is so driven by cost uh and uh it, you know if you're not getting paid for it you don't do it to a certain extent meanwhile i i look at the syllabus for uh for some of the European glass conferences and, you know, they have so much, um, uh, what, what would you call it? A fundamental basic R and D going on, uh, over there. They're, they're, they're getting money from somewhere to, uh, to do a lot of science, uh, in the, in the background. And it, it, it seems to translate through the, through the industry and you, and you end up with these companies with, with, with tremendous capabilities. And then, you know, you, you get a situation where, um, you know i i'm at a i'm at a uh, contractors conference uh, a few months ago and um, i was talking about we had the parliament hill uh, uh refurbished here our our parliament buildings in ottawa were uh, were redone and they they put a big new skylight on and uh, well who did they have to get in to do that steely right uh and, you, uh, and you know and 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 i i kind of got up on my hind legs and said was there really no one in canada that could that 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 could cover this and the answer from their contractor and the answer from uh and and actually some other people in the audience afterwards was was nope nope there's no one there's no one that that that, that could have done this project and i just went wow that's you know that's that's not good uh so uh anyways your your point is well taken that the that you know the europeans are are definitely uh are definitely out in the lead and uh you know maybe everybody over here should uh, or in north america should be more like the africans and open up our ears and start doing some learning because <laughs> you, you know but,
1: yeah there's yeah,
0: a there's and, 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 right go ahead yeah so there's there, there, there's a there's a chance for that for sure but um it's so circling uh, uh, yeah so you're, you're getting involved in, uh, in 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 north america a little more and i, I guess that one of the big things that's on all of our plates here uh at least with our fabricators is obviously all the energy requirements uh making things uh uh, uh very insulating uh constant call for uh, uh better and better u values better and better framing systems i mean well we're kind of it's funny we're we're moving through stages it was air water tightness uh, and then and then you you values thermal transmission and now we're and 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 now embodied carbon is 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 raising its is raising its head compare compare for me in, in India is there are, are there requirements you have to hit for that are the architects asking for more of that is 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 that a big trend in your business there
1: so so uh a, a good question there have been uh um uh, energy conservation norms in the country. Um, uh, we have a, a energy conservation building code, it's called the ECBC, and it's, yes. it's a mandate kind of for all the um, uh, commercial buildings. So it, it comes with a guideline, it, it comes with its own set of norms and regulations. Um, and uh, so, so, so you know, uh, in India, the, the because of the the climatic condition of the country, U value uh, requirements are not as stringent as they are in the North American market. So um, we, a u value of say around 2.8 watt per meter square kelvin and lower is something that is uh, respectable for for any building facade and uh, having a SSGC that is i'm sure you know the shading uh gain coefficient of 0.4 and below uh uh, uh okay. for 0.4 and less is what they're looking for so that's a basic requirement that uh, uh is required is, is there for most of the building facades yeah. so um so in india it's kind of a single silver louis or a double silver louis code would be sufficient to set set up a uh a, a, a requirement uh of, of the regulation uh but yeah uh most of these commercial buildings uh do not use uh monolithic glasses anymore so they are double uh, double glazed uh, units mostly for commercial so yeah. uh, that is one thing and um talking about the uh, uh, air and water tightness uh uh, fa- uh facade requirements to be honest the is standards don't uh quote much on that uh uh patrick at this moment but there there, there are discussions to talk about this at some at some point of time uh so 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 depends on um uh, uh, uh what the requirement is um the architect goes away with uh using these standards but is uh, uh 2553 Part one. That is, that is the code of practice for safety Glass. Uh, again, I repeat IS2553, part one, that is very important, uh, uh, which is a code of practice for safety glass that is used in buildings. Uh, and um, this requirement not only talks about um, um, uh, all the energy conservation codes, it also talks about safety guidelines.
0: Right. Uh, so it's a structural, it's a structural and and a, and, and environmental standard.
1: That's correct, that's correct. Yep. Okay. Uh, and, 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 and I would like to add that the Bureau of Indian Standards, the BIS, uh, has come into uh, uh, practice, uh, I think from 1st of April, if I'm not wrong, the beginning of our financial year. So BIS standards uh, are used for uh, glass buildings, so, which means any glass that, had, that comes within the country has to have the BIS stamp on it. From overseas as well. Ah, but it, that, that you're be, saying
0: this is a new thing.
1: That's that's something that has that's the talks were there for the last few years, but it is starting from this year. That's right, this financial year, April.
0: Wow. Okay, make a note, everybody. Okay, so yes. B-I, the, the oh, B-I-S, yes. BIS. Right. So you need BIS labeling on your glass. And and that and that and to get to get the label, the 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 standard that's referencing are these IS standards, which I'll confess I'm not familiar with. That that's a that's a domestic Indian standard,
1: right? They are Indian standards. Like as I said, IS two five five three part one is there for safety glass, and for the uh, insulated glass there is IS one seven three four six. That is what is used for IGUs. So these are two standards that are very popularly used, and then of course there are. Um, uh, uh, standards for safety wired glass uh, on and off that is used. So but these are the standards that pretty much are in use.
0: Yeah, yeah, we yeah the 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 the, the wired glass is uh, is uh, something else. The the um. So how would you compare uh, your Indian standards to uh, to standards elsewhere in the world? Like like uh, are are they stricter? Are they looser? Uh, Very- are, are, there, are there weird differences? Again, a very interesting question. Uh, having looked at the
1: ASTM standards, mm-hmm. I would say Indian standards are much more stringent than the ASTM standards. No kidding. Uh, we 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 find the Indian standards quite uh, uh, stringent, and uh, the Indians, uh, the EN standards, the European standards, uh, uh, and the Indian standards are very comparable. Uh, yeah. They are comparable, uh, and. The only standards that could actually challenge the Indian standards are the Hadamar standards that are used in some parts of uh, Europe. Some parts of Western Europe, they use the Hadamar standards. So those are uh, uh, really, really stringent. But other- otherwise, for all practical purpose, Indian standards are, are uh, pretty stringent. And for that reason, fact, um, we do not have a tough time, and we do not struggle selling glass, fabricated glass overseas. Right, uh, and I, I I would like to get, mention this point that we have certification of practically all the countries of the world. I mean, we have certification for the United States, IGCC, HgCP. Mm-hmm. We have Australian certificates AS and Z, which are really stringent to get. Um, we are C CE certified, and um, um, so we. I mean, you you ask F G Glass to uh, produce. Fabricated glass and sell anywhere in the world. Uh, we are certified, and we we renew our certification every year. So that is something um, I I really am proud about as well.
0: Yeah, I I and I, you know I like that. I, I a lot of um, you know sometimes a glass fabricator over here uh, who's who's really only focused in the domestic market might not bother with uh with 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 some of those certifications like uh like igmc uh and um and and you know because they whatever they're not asked for it they don't need it um and uh but but one of the great things about those standards is is that it it does enable uh uh a company like yourself to come in and 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 to be recognized and 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 to be able to and to be able to do work in the market and have people go hey they you know they they're meeting they're meeting it so uh so it's it's I, I think those are those are worthwhile things to pursue for sure. How is your um, how is your standards development process in India? I, I mean, over here, um, you know, we 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 have the we have the the, the committees obviously that, that that update and do the standards. Uh, uh, the the industry needs to send people uh, to to participate in those technical committees and 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 help write the standards. It's time consuming. They don't get paid for it. Uh, and uh and probably a lot of our fabricators don't spend as much time being involved with those as they as they really ought to be they they'd rather complain about the standard once it comes out than 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 be involved in the <laughs> in the in the in, in the first place it, are there opportunities in the, in the indian system uh for for somebody like yourself to get involved with the, with the standards development process and have some input
1: so that's that's a good question um uh, uh, we have a standards committee in fact uh, uh my cousin uh, he's involved uh, from our company uh, uh on these panel discussions and, and this is where they, uh, they there are there are industry stalwarts from the right from manufacturing for say uh, the, from the manufacturers representation from manufacturers and glass fabricators they all, there's a committee that sits i think uh once a month maybe once in two months and they they uh, uh, deliberate about discussions how to upgrade uh, these standards and um, and in fact, the BIS that came up was also uh, uh, an important contribution from some of these peeps uh, that actually contributed their time and uh, had discussions how to upgrade these standards, how to uh, come up with new and new uh, uh, quality requirements for the industry. So yeah, they, there is a committee that sits. Uh, it's a part of. It's a subcommittee of uh, a primary committee, and it's funded. It's partly funded by some of these manufacturing uh facilities as well so yeah it
0: is that, it is happening yeah that's it that's 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 interesting stuff it sounds it sounds pretty similar to the way to the way things work here and uh and, although uh yeah that 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 bas certification is something people are going to have to be uh be cognizant of if it's especially if it's a new thing although not that there's many canadian companies uh at, have you have you ever seen a canadian company do a job in india
1: to my best of knowledge, no.
0: No, I, I bet that's never happened.
1: Not, yeah. <laughs> uh, I would be surprised if there would be, but um, because, um, I, I mean, logistically and even, you know, the cost of manufacturing in Canada will not uh, 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 make it business and economic sense for them to supply here. Even though I know that the likes of AgNORAS and the gold race, they do a good job, but right. I, I think it'd be difficult for them to
0: supply in the Indian market. That, that is wow that you just you just opened up a great uh, a great point uh I, I, uh, I, I, I kind of poked you to get into a conversation cost costs of costs of manufacturing what is your impression of, of 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 that of the difference between doing it in Canada and doing it in India how, how much worse are we oh boy
1: <laughs> to be very honest and I've done some kind of a market study on this some kind of a project report, I have a fair idea. I bet that the labor cost is so high to produce anything in North America, even in Europe, actually, Mm -hmm. that it's practically impossible for you to supply anything outside your domain. I mean, almost up to 50% of the cost of your um, conversion cost of your product comes from labor so there is no way on earth you'll be able to with that pricing in hand supply overseas you got to understand that everybody is producing many uh, locally there so people don't have a choice they have to buy it local naturally local players have an advantage but you cannot produce to supply overseas so india uh, um, because our uh, labor costs are way more economical but having said that they're growing they're not what they used to be 20 years ago they're not what they used to be 50 years ago but still it's not as tough as the canadian or the uh, uh united states market so definitely yeah. uh, it's way more expensive to produce material in 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 your uh, setup um, now, and i
0: think and i think that's why i think that's why histor- well it's it's one of the many reasons why historically you know our our manufacturers who are who are exporting are focused almost exclusively on the United States. I mean, everything is everything is going to the everything, you know, exported goes to the US from our fabricators because, um, uh, you know, on that labor, for instance, on that cost point, it's not that different. I mean, uh, you know, we're 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 a little more than them, but uh, but not not enough to 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 make a big difference. Whereas, yeah, if we're trying to export to uh, to India and compete against you, uh, uh, we're you know we're dead because because the 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 the, the labor costs. Unless a, unless a Canadian company went and set up a factory, you know, a foreign investment type deal and set up a set up a factory there. Uh, but you know, again, you know, it's 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 a completely different it's a completely different proposition. So so the opportunity for trade is definitely coming uh, is coming into us. Uh, from you uh, rather than uh, rather than going rather than going out I think for the most part and that uh, that, that makes a certain amount of sense. Um, that's, what, that's that's an I interesting don't... insight How about your how about your materials cost do your suppliers do your suppliers give you pretty much uh, the same pricing or or can you get things cheaper than us?
1: So so yeah I mean um, uh, our suppliers do a good job in maintaining pretty much the same pricing uh, between all the three four manufacturers that we have. Of course, uh, COVID times were harsh for all of us. There was a spike in the raw material pricing uh, that all of us received, but I think with, with uh, 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 the pandemic kind of settling in, in this world, uh, the prices have gone down, but they've more or less maintained the pricing. Um, it, it wouldn't be a case that one one manufacturer would be like um, more than like 10, 20% higher than the other. So they were kind of uh, uh, pretty much in the same uh, region of each other. So um um it shouldn't be that bad and and i tell you one, one, one other interesting fact the and from the little bit that i know the european and the american market uh uh the manufacturers they they have some kind of a surcharge energy surcharge built in to the raw raw material price so we do not have a significant jump in that surcharge energy surcharge in the indian markets so that kind of also Leverages a lot of things here, and that gives us an added advantage for the uh, raw material input pricing, hmm. and that has kind of grown significantly the last few years in your market.
0: Yeah, yeah, it has. It's a, it's a right. point. Of, it's a point of contention.
1: <laughs> right, and also, um, uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, last year, somewhere around this time, two of your major manufacturers had a more than forty percent increase in raw material pricing within within weeks of each other. So and I know for a fact that, that was that was a big discussion. Um uh, and how such a big jump happened at that time. So don't tell me that, that didn't
0: time, don't tell me that didn't happen there.
1: No, it did not. Oh my god. <laughs> it did not. So so we did have these price increases yeah. uh, uh, after COVID, but then there were gradual increases. They were but then it stopped at some point The the time that your market had at that time we did not have that major
0: increase oh and man. As it
1: stopped, the prices are kind of settling so um uh, so yeah
0: yeah we had, yeah we had uh, we had uh uh, uh 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 vitro and guardian went uh, yeah 40 percent within two weeks of each other and and it, look it was it was it was a case. It was a case. A little bit of the uh, of the dam breaking. I, I think they tried to hold the line for 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 a long time, uh, and then and then, COVID kind of broke it, and then and then it was almost. Well, I don't want to say. I mean, I mean, it was it, it was a little bit like. Okay, here's the chance to get our prices where we think they should have been all along uh a, a little bit of that going on but anyways the, the it was a I, it, it was it, it was it was nuts and, and that's th- there you go i mean i mean you know having a domestic float glass supply and having your own internal companies in in in, in india gave you an opportunity to to avoid all of that uh that's or true. at least avoid avoid at least avoid some of that so so that's, that's that, that that that's a nice benefit for sure right Right, uh, tell right. me let let's let's get into the, uh, uh tell me a bit about the last uh, the last three years and 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 what the COVID was experience was like for 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 your company in India how how did how did that go for you guys?
1: So again, that was kind of a roller coaster ride for us. Uh, so was for everybody in the world. Um, the first year of COVID hit us hard uh, with want of raw material, with want of uh, um uh, supplies of, of uh, not just if you leave glass aside we had challenge getting sealant we had challenge getting pvb we had challenge getting sentry glass we had challenge getting spacers so we had to deal with a lot of this but having said that patrick i can tell you fg glass was one of the very few companies that i understand discussing with colleagues in the industry uh with other players in the industry that did fairly well and uh we didn't have a very big hit because we're one, one company that I would say that believes in uh, stocking material. We do a lot of, we have a lot of inventory at any given point of time. Um, oh. um, mm-hmm. and we, that kind of adds to our uh, uh, portfolio and it's an advantage. So it's very rare that there is dirt of material in our facility, unless it's a specific coated glass that we do not have and you know, it has a shelf life and that we, we cannot keep you a certain point. But other than that, we kind of had this um, uh, advantage over competition. Uh, and this was for the first year of COVID hitting, and boy, it has just been better after that. Um, last year and this year has been phenomenal for us. We've mm-hmm. had massive we've had a good growth in, uh, uh, in, in our facilities, and I tell you why, because uh, the whole world experienced peaked, and India overall did even better. Now, what happened is, raw material prices went up, and people who had material with them, and people who were able to command a project with having stock, they were the ones who did better. We were one of those. And it's it's a misconception when people say that when your input costs go up, your selling price goes down or your uh, uh, customer is shying away from you. As a matter of fact, it's an opportunity for both the supplier and the buyer, the consumer, to kind of, you know, uh, uh, increase the bottom line. Yep. So that's where that's where things went better for us. And this financial year that ended in March uh, 2023, so our financial year, just to keep you abreast it, is from... 1st April of every year till 31st March of the next year. So 31st March, 2023, our financial year ended. So we we had the best year ever. So um, we we did quite well um, uh, locally and with our exports, we did quite well. Yeah, it comes up to our team. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, Yeah. Um, I thank our team. I thank everybody who support. I thank our customers. I thank our partners our partners in progress, our suppliers, who might call our partners who helped us. So we we had a good uh, financial year and um, we're just hoping to uh, continue with the growth. Of course, we had a really good uh, 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 financial year ending March 31st, but if we can keep at track and we can have a, we can have a, a decent growth this year, we'd be quite happy. Because you know, yeah. you know, you understand, Patrick. To once you have a, a, an exponential growth, just to keep at that level is something. That, <laughs> yeah. That's
0: yeah. So- well, that's that's <laughs> what the that's that's what the boss always says, right? How are you going to beat it next year? Yeah, that's, that's right. That's the that's the killer. Yeah. So now, uh, you know, maybe you guys are involved in 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 a lot of projects, and there's there's nothing uh, specific to point to. Uh, but I, I I know for a Canadian fabricator, it's it's usually one or two big projects that that sort of dictate whether their whether their year was great or 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 not so great. What was there was there something you know really big you you can point to that was that was the difference last year or or was it, or was it just a, a general raising of the of, of the business across the board? So I guess the, I'm, I'm the, giving you a chance to brag. How I'm how giving they, you a chance to brag about a project that you really like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I, I can tell you, we we had like a couple of decent projects uh, that we did uh, in Western India. Um, uh, one or two big projects in the Pune market that is like uh, maybe 200 miles. Uh, um, uh, uh, away from uh, Mumbai city, then we did a couple of big jobs uh, with a with one of the country's biggest uh, glazier. So we did some uh, big projects with him uh, down south and up north, and these are all high value jobs. Right, these uh, are high value jobs. So we we kind of uh, 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 completed those projects this financial year, and then we've had a lot of uh, uh, security solution products. In India and overseas, and some fire-rated glass products in India and overseas that helped us kind of increase our bottom line and our turnover. That's that's correct. Right? Yeah, so yeah. That's, that's where we we kind of hit it uh, across, and um, it helped us. Um, and we've got some of these customers uh, pouring in uh, more orders for us in this financial year. So it looks good. the the pipeline looks good for the initial months, but you know. They say in business, um, there are always uh, challenges and so we're up for those challenges in in the year. But but we know for a fact that since we've done it in the past, we will do it uh, in the coming years as well.
0: I, I'm I'm sensing from you Sahel a certain satisfaction with being able to to move up that value chain and 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 get away from the the, the race to the bottom the 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 we got to be the cheapest we gotta you know we got to be the we got to be the quickest and the dirtiest and 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 to be able to to get into that the nicer builds the 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 better product the higher margins it it, it, it it's nice isn't it it's a it's a you it's know, a good way to work.
1: Patrick, you touched upon a very important point. FG Glass has never been a price player. Right. We are proud to say again uh, that we're a we are a premium company, and we and you know with a lot of conviction. I say it's very easy to it's very easy to cut your pricing and get a project. It does not work in the long run. The 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 and I would this would be my message to all my uh, uh, listeners, all, all young and budding entrepreneurs, and, and my fellow processing companies, my fellow fabricators, that it's very easy to break pricing and, uh, and do get business. Trust me, I say this, and I say this with a lot of emotion <laughs> and with a lot of conviction again, that we have grown as a company only because we believed in ourselves. We always thought that there is room at the top. It's very easy to sell cheap. But if you want to go an extra mile, if you want to be different from the rest, there is that customer there for you who wants to pay that extra buck, but he wants that quality and service. And if you're able to provide that to him, he is there to give that to you, even in this competitive world. Invest in your equipments, invest in your people, invest in your quality labs. We have a swanky quality lab, Patrick. I mean, I have had customers coming from overseas and say, wow, we've not seen a quality like like, like this. Again, you you asked me to brag, and we've just recently purchased a machine called Light Sentry equipment from the United States called Osprey. Osprey, that measures real-time distortion levels. Now, this is a requirement for uh, the North American market, but this is also something we're doing for ourselves. We will have that equipment up and running in the next couple of months that talks about uh, uh, how do you measure your distortion levels. So things like this, and my customer is not gonna pay me a dime extra, not a cent extra, but you need to upgrade yourself. You need to make sure that you you provide with the best product and service. And that's what differentiates you from your competition. So yes, you talked about that. It gave me a reason to say that we're a premium glass fabrication company, Patrick. And no, you know I, the caption I, says the caption says "Fg, your favorite class." That's yeah. how we ourselves.
0: no i I, I, I appreciate the uh, I, I appreciate the philosophy because uh, you know it's it's something that it's something that the Canadian fabricators get into the same argument. Uh, uh, you know are you are you are you trying to be up here or are you or are you just chasing the next dollar? Uh, down at the bottom, and uh, and and you know, people get very frustrated with people swooping in with under bids uh, because you know it, it it can it can sort of drag everybody down. Uh, and uh, I I th- I think there's uh, I, well I just I just think it's 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 important to realize that there, there 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 there's good business to be made and and most people who make that move into higher value added uh, production and higher value added projects uh, uh, just they have better lives and, 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 and the company, the company does better uh, as, as, as they make that move. And they, and they tell the cost cutters, you know, well, you know, thanks, you keep it. And, uh, and, 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 and they just, and they just, they just move on like that. So I, I was also interested in your comment about, about holding inventory. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm tempted to, uh, I'm tempted to think that's partly because the company is run by engineers and not by, uh, not by the bean counters. Uh <laughs> I <laughs> I I I I watched over here. I was I was selling uh, machine tools in the automotive industry in the late '90s, and I watched as just-in-time manufacturing became a uh, became a big fad, uh, and uh, and everybody was uh, was driving very hard to uh, hold as much as least inventory as possible, mostly because of the tax ramifications uh, of uh, of having of having extra inventory lying around in a warehouse. Well, and the storage, but you know what I mean. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, you, you guys saw the, uh, you guys saw the value of, of having some prepared product, uh, on hand, you know, your, your most popular skews probably are, well, skews wouldn't be the right word, but you know what I mean? Your, your most popular oh, thing yeah. ready to go. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, yeah, w- was that a, was, was that a conscious decision or was that just kind of the way you guys had always done things?
1: So very interesting. When you talk about just-in-time, uh, I know I do appreciate the, the concept that the automotive industry has had for decades, and we do respect that in our business also. So, mm. but having said that, uh, you know, the glass fabrication is a very customized business. Yeah. Um, there's a, not a lot of standardization, and definitely not in the Indian marketplace. And even the overseas market that we work, it's it's... It's not something that uh, uh, we enjoy. We're, we're not sharing sharp cubicle uh, glasses or partition doors for standardization. So we, we work on specific projects which are curated to the requirements of the individual. So uh, we do just in time for standard glass, like for raw glass that is consumed uh, 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 on a regular basis. But when it comes to coated glass, we have to have inventory with us a wide range of product, because think about it, if I'm working in an overseas marketplace, and if I don't have the product with me, I'm going to lose half my battle is lost against competition, which is local. So we took a conscious decision to have products with us, inventory with us, and we we do have a a good warehouse space. I mean, uh, the factory space that I mentioned to you, that has just in time material. But we have a separate facility, uh, uh, which is another 100,000 square feet that, that just stocks uh, uh, raw glass. So, which is just a couple of miles away, less than uh, two miles away from our existing facility, and that is where uh, all the inventory is stocked. So, it's not only glass; we also stock sealants. Uh, we stock a lot of PVB, Sentry glass, spacers, uh, and. Last few years have been the best benchmark of having uh, material with us. Uh, as I mentioned during the early part of our discussion that having stock of everything that goes into producing um, an IGU, a laminate glass, that really has helped us uh, um, in getting to the customer at the right time. So mm-hmm. it has really worked in our favor. Um, I, and again, I repeat myself, I do appreciate just-in-time. But it does not fully comply with our industry. Now, if I was in an automotive industry, uh, Patrick, I would have understood that was the right way to go forward. But we kind of have to um, uh, uh, form our own recipe when you work in uh, glass fabrication industry. Hope that answers your question.
0: Yep, yeah, absolutely. Let, let's t- let's touch on another uh, another uh, uh, manufacturing trend and see what you think. Uh, uh, what do you think about all this Internet of Things? uh 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 what what is it uh uh point four point or whatever uh uh where uh where 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 the machines are all talking to each other and 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 communicating with a central database uh <laughs> do, do, do you think there's anything in that are you guys doing anything uh um, along those lines is is there potential there
1: right so uh iot is definitely something uh there has been talk of the town uh, in our in our uh, uh, glass and glazing industry for the last few years. But there is lots to catch up. I do understand there's a lot of uh, 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 research that is going on mm-hmm. talking about things. My only problem with this is the uh, return on investment um and the appetite that the industry has. Uh, in the developed world, yes, people are interested. But I think we're still a few years away, and I'm not saying that I'm talking a decade or two, but we're a few years away from from the audience, from the mass audience accepting what this is all about. So um, um, think about this way: um, there is something called as a dynamic glass, and there are many companies that make it. Um, there is something called uh, uh, where uh, the the color of the glass changes with the uh, uh, uh with the with the with the incidence of race sun rays now how many projects in the world we are talking about that accepts this there are more than eight to ten manufacturers i know that have started doing this um and then there is there is a lot of r&d uh, uh, investment that has gone into it but are these companies really uh, uh, profitable i mean i i'm nobody to comment but i would have my own reasoning because right now things are still in in a pretty uh, primitive stage and uh, there is there is a lot of talk that the, the acceptance has to be made because the economies of scale don't allow a lot of developers and a lot of uh, uh, investment to go for it completely so yeah. that is one thing um, renewable energy if you talk about this, I don't know if I'm digressing from your topic, but renewable energy in a lot many ways uh, is a need of the hour, and uh, people do talk about uh, BIPV, built-in built integrated photovoltaics mm-hmm. uh, for facades. But again, it's still not picked up the way it was, Patrick. At some point we had an ROI of 14 years, that came 11 years. I was at a, a, a conference in Germany last week it was. They said seven years. Now people want this to go down and down. So I understand that things are getting better, but we are still few years away from talking of specialized uh, glass products that that can help improve the industry uh, when it comes to energy saving, energy efficiency, IOTs, and of course, now today the big thing is about. You you also touched upon. Carbon credit, that's the new big thing. Everybody wants to talk about net zero, carbon credit, embodied carbon. It's fantastic. This, it, it's, it's this this is what the future will talk about. But again, we're still in an evolving stage right now. There are companies doing great jobs St. Gobert is doing a good job. Guardian's yeah. doing a good job. Asahi is doing a good job in uh, uh, using recycled product, but we're still catching up.
0: Yeah. And it you know and the, the point about return on investment is well taken. Um, and, uh, it, you know, I, I what we definitely saw uh, here in North America was that, um, a lot of the fancier and, and, and higher technology sort of at all levels, uh, uh, but especially on the energy side only comes in when governments force it. Um, the, the reason, the reason that, uh, that embodied carbon is, is kind of on our minds here right now is that, um, uh, uh Vancouver already uh BC uh and Toronto is talking about it and then probably the federal government with the National Building code in in Canada will probably do something about it in in upcoming uh building code updates um they're 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 definitely sending the signals and putting out the warning flags that that they're going to bring embodied carbon in into code here uh and so we're having to think about it um, and uh, it, I, I, I guess my question to you is, it, it, is, is there a sense that the Indian government would ever do that?
1: Okay, so um, to my best of knowledge, there is the Indian government has not yet uh, uh, come up with a mandate talking about, uh, 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 apart from the point that we discussed about the energy codes, it's not come up with something... Uh, really uh, 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 different from what the rest of the world has come. But I do feel that right now there's a G20 summit going on, which is a very big thing in India. I, I, I do think that at the end of this summit, and, and our prime minister actually, uh, he's uh, highly uh, uh, involved in a lot of uh, 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 renewable energy uh, meetings. And uh, he has a whole committee set up that talks about um, uh, 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 in fact, solar is a very big thing that happens in India right now. There are mm. not many solar companies that talk about. So I wouldn't be surprised, Patrick, maybe uh, at the end of this summit, there could be something uh, in it for all of us. And um, as we rightly said, once this is regulated, once the government comes up with some kind of a normal regulation, that's when things really happen, uh, tend to move faster. Yep. And time will say. Yeah. I mean, I don't know at uh, this moment, but time will say.
0: Okay, that's interesting. So, hell, I've kept you for a long time uh, because this is such a this is such an interesting discussion. I've uh, I've 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 never even had to look at my questions. Uh, honestly, we just sort of moved through it all uh, organically, and uh, and 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 that's a sign that you're uh, that you're having a good discussion. Um, I, uh, I I really want to thank you for, uh, for for these comments and, and 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 for giving us the picture of FG Glass, uh, giving us the picture of, uh, of 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 how things go in India uh, and the, the comparison, I think we, it's great that you, it's great that you know so much about the North American market because that, that, that was very helpful. So listen, uh, Suhail Kachwala, thanks so much for joining me today on glass talk. And, uh, and, and I hope we get to bump into each other in, uh, in, in, in Vancouver or on one of your next trips to North America.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Patrick. It was a pleasure uh, talking with you. It was a very candid discussion we had and, um, um, I would definitely want all my listeners to uh, uh, thank uh, them for their time. And um, we're always up for knowledge anywhere in the world. And as I say, I'm a Kachwala. Actually, uh, uh, on a lighter note, Kachwala means the glass person. That's my last name. That's really? My last name. And I'm not kidding. And I. Oh, I that's so cool. I tell I tell people you cut through my way and you find tempered glass, so <laughs> I'm, and I'm as transparent as my business, and I just hope this industry keeps growing, keeps doing the great work, as transparent as the glass is, yeah. and uh, let's hope for a better tomorrow for all of us.
0: Absolutely. Oh, uh, before we go, uh, where do people find out, where do people find out more about uh, about FG Glass?
1: All right. Uh, so we have a nice website. There's a lot of detailed information, they can go to fgglass.com. That is F-G-G-L-A-S-S dot com. So a lot of information is available. There's plethora of information on that website.
0: I've seen the website and it's very nice. You guys did a good job.
1: Right. And we also have a social media account. So we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on LinkedIn. So people can also uh, look at those handles.
0: Great. Thank you very much, Sahel, and uh, talk to you soon. Thank you, Patrick. You have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Glass Talk. You can find this episode at glasscanadamag.com or on the major podcasting services. Glass Talk is a presentation of Glass Canada magazine and Annex Business Media.